Our scripture lesson comes from John 14 and 15, verses scattered through these two chapters where Jesus talks about the coming of the Spirit. It's found on pages 102 and 103 in the New Testament of your Pew Bible. Let us listen to God's Word. John 14, 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and will be with you. Verse 25. I've said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Chapter 15, verse 26. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Come. Holy Spirit, breathe the breath of God into us this day, and be our guide and teacher, we pray. Amen. I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate, the Spirit of truth, to be with you forever. Some years ago, there was a study done on marriage. A group of sociologists and psychologists put together a long-range study on what makes for a healthy marriage. And the way they did it was this. They gathered a number of couples who were about to be married or who had just gotten married. And they did interviews with each couple that lasted two to three hours. And they videotaped the interview. And they covered all the topics that you would expect. Time, money, in-laws, chores, sexuality, religion, everything. And then they took the tapes and their notes and put them in a drawer. And they waited ten years. And then they went and they followed up on each couple to see who was still together after 10 years. Many were not, some were. They took the group that was still together for 10 years, they went back to the videotapes, and they looked for what the indicators were. The number one indication was this. Somewhere in the interview, they made sure there was an argument. They found some place where the couple disagreed. And when they found it, they poured a little gasoline on it and got them going, you know. And you know how it goes when you disagree. It kind of goes up and up and up and voices get a little louder and people get a little tense because you clearly aren't listening to me because you haven't agreed with me yet. (laughs) 
And what they found was that in those who were still together, at some point one of the two would say, well, well, okay, let me think about it. Maybe, in those magic words, maybe you're right. Let me sleep on it. They said something that was de-escalating, that instead of going to the finish line to absolutely prove that I am right, they recognized that there was something more important here than winning the argument. And that something more important was the relationship, the commitment to this other person. The truth was that the loving commitment was more important than winning the argument. In John's Gospel, chapters 14 and 15, we have the last will and testament of Jesus of Nazareth. We have his marching orders, his SOP, his reassurance to his followers on the night before his death that they will not be deserted. It's in this context that he promises another will come a comforter, a guide, the spirit of truth, all names for the same, who will help them remember the words of Jesus, who will help them fulfill the great commandment, love one another as I have loved you. This is the coach who knows that our relationship to Christ is more important than being right on any particular subject or at any particular moment. Too often we think of the truth only in terms of the facts of some case, like the bailiff swearing in, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? It's a list of details, a list of facts. Yes, the Holy Spirit helps us know the facts of the great story. There is a God, there is a Lord of creation, there is the gift of Jesus the Christ, There was a man in Nazareth who came preaching and teaching and healing the facts. He was arrested, crucified, buried, raised. We need to know the basics of the story. But there is a big difference between saying there is a God and knowing there is a God who is love. And knowing that there is a God who is for us and not against us. There's a big difference between knowing that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and knowing that Jesus was born for us and for our salvation. There's something more here than the facts of the case. There is the relationship, the living connection to God. And this living connection is the work of the Holy Spirit. I was in a meeting a couple of weeks ago with some leaders from our presbytery, church members and elders and pastors, and we were talking about the founding of a new congregation and about helping all our congregations to grow in numbers and to grow in faith. The woman leading us, you know, put us around tables in small groups at the beginning of the day, and she asked this question. When did Jesus become real for you? This was the icebreaker question 
that we were to share with each other. Not how many years have you been a Presbyterian or how many Bible classes have you, ta have you taken. Not what's your favorite color. When did Jesus become real for you? When did Jesus move from being a character in a story that was told to you to becoming a relationship in your own story? Think about your answer. Was it at a church camp or a conference? Was it at a Bible study in the dorm? Was it a part of a particular Sunday service? Was it something in your middle years that changed this from a story about someone else to a part of your story? When did Jesus become real to you? I'd like to take 60 seconds and if you are willing in a few words would you turn to one other person and give your answer? Spirit is to make the facts of this story become a part of the relationship that guides each of our stories. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I will ask the Father, he will give you another, an advocate, counselor, coach, comforter, guide, all different words for the same word in the New Testament trying to express the breadth of the work of the Spirit, the Spirit of truth. Let your hearts do not be afraid. At the work of the Holy Spirit at its very center is a work of helping us overcome our fear and come into something called trust. To come into a sense that there is one who watches over us, who cares for and carries us. The work of the Spirit is to help us overcome that built-in anxiety that we live with. It's simply a part of our hard wiring, you know, that we are all ready in a moment's notice to be afraid, to jump when we see a snake, to duck when something heads our way, to start getting anxious when there's a situation that gets out of our control and our hands wet, gets sweaty, and our breath starts coming short. There's simply a part of us called the anxiety closet, which is ready to pop open 
at any moment. It's, it's the way we're made. Our three-year-old grandson is going to have a little sister in two months. So his mother is beginning to change shape and she's been explaining to him that there's a, a little sister coming, a little sister on the way and he puzzles about this and he's asked various questions and the other day he asked, when the baby comes, is her mama going to come with her? <laughs> You're my mama, what's that baby going to do? a mother and I at least hear some anxiety in that question peace I leave with you my peace I give to you don't let your hearts be troubled for this is the truth there is a God who watches over us our Father who art in heaven is mercy within mercy within mercy God is love and this is far more than just memorized Bible verses or the facts of an ancient story this is about a growing relationship over many years with the one who loved us first and who loves us the most the one that we bring our infants into this room before they can say God's name and we know that God knows the name of each of these children and that God's love is there from the very beginning. It is the Holy Spirit that helps us overcome fear and grow in the trust that underneath us are the everlasting arms and that Christ is our sure foundation. The Spirit of Truth will testify on my behalf you also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. The Apostle Paul later will write, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The work of the Spirit through this relationship of love and care begins to produce fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. This is all fruit of a relationship that we share with other people. The Spirit is not just about making me feel safe in a corner. The Spirit testifies to the reality of God and then the Spirit sends us to testify to other people, to bear our witness to our neighbors and to our world. When you get excited about something that happened on a mission trip to Haiti or to Appalachia and you can't wait to tell your friends, that's a Holy Spirit moment. When you are so moved by something you heard in worship or in a Bible study group that it sends you out to touch the lives of others for good, that is a Holy Spirit moment. When you are so disturbed about some injustice in our community or our world, some situation that you know offends God and you offer yourself as part of the solution, that's a Holy Spirit moment. When you become aware of the suffering of a neighbor or a co-worker 
and you find a way to say just a few words of hope and comfort like God has not forgotten you or I, I will keep you and your family in my prayers or I am here if you need me that is a Holy Spirit moment sharing love, joy, peace faithfulness, kindness, goodness I'll end with this story a pastor told me a long time ago when I was just beginning this work he went to the hospital to see a longtime member of his congregation she was way up in years she was very ill and she was afraid death was probably near the pastor talked with her he listened to her fears he prayed with her and then he took her hand and said Sarah you are going to be alright and later he said to me you know that is the truth either way whether she lives or dies she is going to be alright for God is going to take care of her when the spirit comes he will testify and so will you this fall we are looking at the work of the Holy Spirit here and now among us we are looking so that we may walk into each day trusting that our guide our coach will see us through we are listening for the Spirit so that we may grow in love, joy, peace, faithfulness, kindness, goodness. Thanks be to God.